This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, Carl Rove is joining us, of course, uh, the former right-hand person to then George W. Bush, the president. Uh, Carl, I don't know if you heard, but did you hear John Solomon's blockbuster reporting that shows that it was against U.S. policy, uh, the withholding of the loan, the firing of the prosecutor, and then somehow Joe Biden unilaterally years ago get rid of the prosecutor, also threatens to withhold the loan, that he did it on his own. Uh, that is really damning, Carl. Well, I, I did not hear John's uh, presentation of, uh, of uh, the situation, so I want to withhold judgment about that. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the fundamental issue remains that Joe Biden was charged with encouraging the Ukrainian government to uh, clamp down on corruption at the same time that his son is serving on the board of one of the targets of the anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. And um and not only that, but uh, his son is on the board because his business partner, the longtime bag man and political aide to the then Secretary of State, John Kerry, is also on the board. And for the sitting vice president of the United States not to be cognizant of the of uh, of, of what this represented. Carl, is, Carl, is ridiculous. it's a 14 second tape. Play that tape again. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And, that, and that's in front of the foreign relations council. Yeah, and, relations. and what, what John Solomon essentially said, Carl, was that now he has documentation showing that the State Department policy and what the president was, uh, the vice president at the time, Joe Biden, was advised was Everything's much better there in, in Ukraine. Keep the prosecutor. You don't have to withhold funds. So he's showing that this was in direct contrast. And Joe Biden has maintained, yeah. no, I was just following U.S. policy. If indeed there is documentation and all these other things, that doesn't look good, Carl. Oh, no, it doesn't. But look, it doesn't look good even if it was U.S. policy because his son is part of the problem. And when, when Vice President Biden went to Ukraine, and I think it was November of 2015, he is criticized by non-governmental organizations involved in the fight against corruption. And it's on the front page of the New York Times that they're saying, how can he come here and lecture us on something that's so important to our country, ending corruption, when his son is part of the problem? So, you know, the, 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 we're missing throughout all of this. Did the Obama White House have a problem with Hunter Biden being on the board of corruption? President of Obama had to know. And did President anybody Obama talk to had him to about know. Yeah, and by the way, he Carl, know. Carl, the other and, thing and too, cats. I'd go, I'd go one one step further. I bet you a dime to a dollar that the Obama White House sent somebody, probably National Security Advisor Susan Rice, to tell the Vice President this is a problem. And the fact that 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 Hunter stayed on there on that board means that whatever they said to the Vice President, he ignored. Now, Carl, yeah. we all do favors for our sons. Well, I would do anything for my son. 
but as vice president of the United States, you do not cross the line and, and, and go against the State Department and do what you do and threaten them that you're going to hold back a billion dollars of their money if they don't do your, 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 a favor for you and get rid of the, uh, the prosecutor that your son wants to get rid of. And, and also, John, yeah, what well, was that significant? Is, that's what you call crossing the line. Oh, that's a nice way well, to say look, it, John. It, it crosses the, yeah, it, it crosses the line too to say my son can do anything he wants. It was, it was in his son's best interest for the, for the dad to say, son, you gotta find a better way of making a living than one that embarrasses me and you. Right. It's inconceivable. Like, it's on my name. You know what, Carl yeah. though, but Carl, with what, getting to the root of what John said too, the other thing John Solomon said, and I just want to say, cause you may not have heard it. He said that one of the State Department officials, also, that there are documents saying that Hunter Biden, basically his his uh, you know connection with Burisma, all that completely undercut U.S. policy. I mean, so, oh, so surely did. I mean that's horrible. Now, but one one interesting question is in that document by the State Department official, did they reflect on the fact that the guy who got him into that job was Devin Archer, who was the longtime associate of the Secretary of State John Kerry? I wonder if they. If, I wonder if they understood how problematic that was as well. Yeah, you're right. There's a twofer. I, Craig Eaton's got a question for you, Carl. Rose. Carl, what's even scarier is that he's beating his chest and so proud of what he got. Look what I did. I told him that you got to fire him, otherwise you're not getting a billion dollars. I mean, that's the that's a quid pro quo right there, and that that's a tape. Yeah. I mean, he's in trouble. He should be in trouble for this. Well, look again. I didn't hear what John Solomon said, and I'd love to see the documents. But remember, it was the policy of our government as well as the policy of the European Union and a lot of our allies in the region, that this guy who was the prosecutor was going too slow on a number of people, including Burisma. So, you know, at the time, it was the policy of our allies in the region and the EU that that if Ukraine wanted to bring itself into conformity with policies that were anti-corruption, they needed to get a tougher guy in that job. Yeah, but again, that's without seeing right. John and then they turned it around, is no, what the State no, Department no, says. Carl, it's Richard Weimer. But there's documents, according to John Solomon, that show that they had turned it around, and he was doing his job, and he was well, taking care Carl, of that agenda. Yeah. We will send you a copy of the interview with uh, John Solomon, so you have it for your file. But and by the way, uh, Carl, I'm sure this is going to be a hot topic tomorrow night at the debates. Uh, real quick, your thoughts? How much do you think all the Hunter Biden stuff's going to come up? <laughs> it's, it, it, they, they just announced is, the AP. First of all, is anybody going to listen to the debates? I mean, uh, they're arguing amongst themselves, and what are they going to argue about no, amongst themselves? No, no, they got to listen to it. We'll be, gonna we'll be, be doing it here. There are going to be millions of people who are going to turn into the debate because they want to see what the field, the Republican field looks like. And uh, so, no, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't millions upon millions of people who tune in. And, the, and one of the questions is going to be tomorrow night, how much of the fire is directed at other Republicans and how much of the fire is directed at Joe Biden in such a way that whoever is making the attack or raising the issue is elevating themselves by, by the topics that they pick and the points that they make causes people to say, you know what, I see that person sitting behind the resolute desk in the Oval Office. Well, they got they got to get uh, their uh, mojo on because there's a long distance between yep. the number two and Donald Trump, who won't be there. Uh, they need a game changer. Do you think we can expect I something wanna, big? Look, Carl you know? is one of the smartest Republicans I know. Who is in the number two spot to, to, to Trump right now? Good question. Good question. Well, they, 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 as always, you ask good questions. 
right now, if you look at the numbers, it's uh, it is uh, it's Governor DeSantis. But here's the deal. That's 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 we're 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 looking at one set of numbers. Who's the number two? The other thing to look at, though, is is in the early states. How is it Trump versus the field? Because nationwide, if you look at it, the real clear politics average today has him at fifty five point nine. So the rest of the Republican field in the undecided is total forty four point one. But in Iowa, the Seltzer poll has him forty two percent and the rest of the field at fifty eight. And a new poll done at the same time has him at 33% and the rest of the field in undecided is at 67. Now, these early states are different than the rest of the country because in those states, those Republicans have seen a lot more of the candidates and are paying more attention, absorbing more information. And particularly in Iowa and New Hampshire, they they feel they have a special responsibility to, to get involved early. So, to me, one of the interesting things is the difference between the national numbers, which include a lot of people who haven't really tuned in and haven't really seen much of the candidates in their state, except on national news. And the two states where people are showing up in the counties, they're going to the town hall meetings in, in New Hampshire, they're, they're getting up close and personal with the voters, and the voters are engaged in a way that the rest of the country is not. And to me, that's one of the interesting numbers is the gap between where the president, the former president is nationally and where he is in these early states. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Thank you, Carl Rove, and we'll be talking to you hopefully maybe tomorrow and see what the heck is going on and see how things, how did the British say it? We had Nigel here yesterday. We did. We'll see how things sort themselves out.